Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. There is one game remaining in game week 27. The current scores after an eight-point deduction by me are 39 points to Matthew and 32 to me. You've got three players left to play. I've got one. They all play for Burnley, so it's game over and it's congratulations to you. I'm on form, aren't I, mate? Well, let's say it like it is. You used another chip this week, so you used your free hit. I yeah. made the decision to keep that for later in the season when there might be Ooh. more double game weeks. Do you know, I looked at it and I thought, because I did actually go as far as changing my entire 11 and I was hovering over the play free hit button and I thought, do I really want to stake a chip on the success of Burnley? No, I do not. So I thought I'm going to wait for a chance when, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal not playing this week. They'll have double fixtures coming up. I would rather wait for teams that I think might bank a few points than stake it. I just didn't like the fixtures this week. I looked at all the fixtures and I thought the only one you can be sure of having some goals in it is f***ing Leeds against Tottenham. Everything else... You know, even Man United Watford, you think, well, Watford have proven a bit of a bogey team for Man United in the past, so it proved again. I didn't think there was any fixtures this week that I thought, well, that's it, that's nailed on. So I chose not to play my chip. And I'm delighted to have limped to 40 points, to be honest, with obviously the eight to come off, because it, it was looking very bleak at one point. Yes, and, and bleak, obviously, let's deal with Leeds no, um, losing to Spurs. Now, I do feel bad for you, because I know that you are. No, you do. I do, John. I do feel bad. I don't want to see you in pain mm. i know you You know your team's called bl Subbubbly. we know you idolize him yes well i may have made the decision this morning to uh drive to Leeds united's training ground to wait outside and wave bielsa off the last time he leaves what you did you did that this morning I did that this morning, yes. I left the house at 7.30, got up with my daughter and made her breakfast and said to Lucy, can you take her to school because I'm going to drive to the outskirts of Weatherby to cry. And did you see him? I did see him, yes. Um, did you get near him? him? Well, he drove in. He didn't stop on the way in because um, he was off to say his goodbyes. The car went past on the way back and then stopped halfway down the drive and there was four of us there, all gentlemen of a certain disposition. Uh, what do you mean, doggers? Sad looking, wet. It was very wet and very cold. We all had our little bags with us. Um, what do you mean little bags? Well, some people have brought uh, his book for him to sign. Some people have brought a shirt. I'd taken a, a shirt I wanted him to sign if it went that way. And did it go that way? It did not go that way, no. Oh. His uh, his assistant got out of the car and said he's a little bit upset. Uh, he'd rather not come out of the car. And we all got upset on his behalf. I did, however, take him a card, which I was able to pass. I said, can you give that to him? And he said, yes. Um, so I was able to give him a card, which expressed my full emotions. And then he gave us some autographs that he'd um, obviously signed when he saw how many people were waiting there. So he signed four cards and that's that's it so you did get an autograph did get i've got an autograph yeah it's not what i wanted i wanted a cuddle and did you cry uh i haven't cried yet i've come very close oh, um John. that that moment coming back um walking back down the, the, the thought of him too upset to get out of the car because he's obviously uh, i'm sure you didn't follow the news as closely as leeds fans did but he was at thorpe arts last night until about nine o'clock signing things and having photos that speaks to the man to 
to wait now after you've been sacked yes. to go to the training ground when you know there are fans there and sign and have photos because it means something to the fans. Most managers put their suit on and get to the airport. I mean, most managers now would be back on his ranch in Rosario having a Quilmes or whatever they drink out there and a glass of Malbec. He went to the training ground and, and was there for hours with fans. And I should have gone last night. I should have gone last night. Um, but I didn't. I went this morning. And as a result, all I saw was him crying through a car window. Yeah, but in a way, that's cooler. And you did get an autograph. I got to be there for the end. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm glad he deserved that. He deserved to have some people there. I applauded as the car pulled off. And we all shouted, thank you. And I gave him my little card, which expressed everything I want to express okay. in it. So just a couple of questions then. Can you remember the exact wording of the card? I know you can. It was so... just, uh, you know, like a potato print. But I'd done it with my willy. Oh, yes, um, like the one you sent me for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You and your mum got the same card. <laughs> um, so what did it say? I wrote it in Spanish. Um, oh, you tosser. Yeah. Oh, um, but equally, well done. Yeah, you can't backtrack now, Mr. Chirizo. Do you know, I had a thought. I got in the car this morning. You'd have hated it. My first thought was, I think apoyarse is a reflexive verb, and I haven't put it as reflexive. But... Um, I just thanked him. I said thank you wasn't enough for everything he'd done, but thank you was all I had. So thank you for his integrity and his humanity and his hard work and what he's done for the club and the city. And it won't be the same without him. And I wished him all the best. P.S. JohnRichardson.com for tour tickets. Give us a shout out. <laughs> I did not put any forwarding information. I didn't want him to, for even half a second in that moment, have to think, should I send an email or a card back? I just signed it. John Richardson, CO. CPFPL pod. Um, At comedians. Not sensitive regards. Leave us a five um, star review. Sharon says. Yeah. For the so love just, of God in your own body. So the um, the other doggers with you in this lay by. Yeah. Did they <laughs> I recognize was the first you? one there. So I got there first. Steamer windows. Drove, Did else give you two flashes? Drove past his house um, first on the way in, just in case. Sometimes he walks. I thought I might catch him walking, might get to walk with him a bit. Give him a lift. Um, offer him a lift, sure. Uh, got to the training ground, walked up to the gate. There was a young lady on the gate. Uh, I'd say she looked about 19 years old. She told me to go and wait at the bottom of the hill. Um, in so, a nice place. Oh, yeah, she was sort of, of laughing. There was a tragedy to the whole thing. Was, there's no denying it's the act of a tragic man um, to walk up the hill in the sodding rain and say i've heard he's coming today is he coming i think She's it's really cool by the way and it's exactly the sort of thing i've done so i'm fully on board with what you did Thank what you. i'm trying to get a handle on is obviously you are in the public eye i'm guessing none of these other guys were were they like oh god we're sort of sad and lonely but you're on telly what are you doing here <laughs> no well there was three of us so i was there then one guy arrived i don't know if he recognized me or not he was very chatty we had a good chat he was a nice guy enjoyed his company we talked about how you know it wasn't going to be the same again and uh, all that stuff then a third gentleman arrived he did say i think i recognize you um and I said, perhaps you've seen me at a game. Last weekend's dogging meat. Yeah, I don't know if you watch Sunday Brunch. Um, I don't like to say who I am. If they say, oh, you're that guy for the thing, I never say, no, I'm not. I would never lie. But if people just say, oh, do I recognize you? What you don't want to say is, well, I'm sometimes off telly. And then they say, oh, no, it's not that. You were sick in the chippy that night. And I go, oh, God, yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, so I didn't say what I was. And then uh, latterly, a, a fourth gentleman arrived to recognize me instantly. And we had a photo together and a little chat. 
nice. just people devastated just absolutely we were all i'd say within 10 or 15 years of each other i think the youngest guy there was 29 and the oldest guy was you know 15 years older 40s um just talking about how how much it had been a relief to have all through and, and i'm not unaware of what's happening globally it it sort of really shone a light on how important it's been to have football as a a thing to look forward to every Saturday and to not worry about, you know, the result as much as you enjoy the experience of it. And it was just sort of bereft men. Just kept saying, well, it's just football now, isn't it? I just kept saying, it's just football now. We'll sign someone else and it'll be all right. And then we'll sell some players and buy some players. But that sort of project, that start to finish, you know, lower mid-table championship to promotion through covid that's gone now. That's all gone. Yeah, um, but let's just try and find a positive here. If whoever manages you now keeps you up, you know, this could also be the start of a new phase where actually you start to win games. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, of course. Of course you have to believe that the, the future is going to be better. But why would you? Have you seen the news? The world's, the world's gone. It's gone, mate. And all we had was Bielsa, and now he's on a plane back to Argentina in tears because of us, because of what we did to him. We've broken that man. But no, there'll come a time. Do you know what? We had him longer than any other club. What a privilege. He's never been a club manager at any club for as long as he stayed at Leeds. That is an absolute gift. And, and you know, I look back on all the memories fondly and I will frame the little signed card that I picked up this morning and I shall look at it every day. And I did it partly because, well, but partly because of you. Um, you've taught me that you've got to approach people you admire yes. at the time. You're the reason we've got a picture with Billy Connolly and why we spoke to him in New York. I would have just walked past him. And I thought, I, I got back last night. Um, they broke the news to me live on Sunday brunch, which is not where you want to find out that your manager's been axed. I drank more of the Argentinian wine than I should have. Had a little nap on the way back. Um, and then it was just unbearable last night to Lucy mm. watching the videos of the fans outside saying, I should be there, I should be there. But I knew by the time I got there, he'd have gone. Um, so then I had to debate, do I go to the training ground tomorrow or do I find out where he's flying from and try and cut him off at the airport? <gasps> like, like the end of a rom-com. Yeah, exactly. Like that episode of Friends where Ross chases Rachel and gets on the plane. And I, I honestly, and, and do you know what? I still wouldn't rule that out. It's uh, it's Monday afternoon as we're recording. If I find out he's flying tonight from, um, you know, Leeds Bradford, I'll probably go there. I'm so glad that you got his autograph. I would frame that in a nice mount, maybe with a good photo of him, either with the championship trophy or mm. um, on his bucket, you know, a good iconic shot of him and get that mounted and framed nicely. I am going to frame it and I'm going to put it in the, uh, the D&B with the signed John Candy and the signed Rick Mayle and the signed Gary Speed that you got me. Um, I didn't know you had John Candy's autograph. Yeah, I've taken to buying autographs off eBay. I mean, this, this yeah. Bielsa sacking has come at a bad time for me. It's come at a time when I'm reflecting on people that I wish I'd met or been able to thank. Maybe it's chicken and egg. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing that because I sensed that the Bielsa's time was short at Leeds. But yeah, I've taken to buying autographs on eBay after a very lengthy conversation with my mother-in-law Jill about how I don't really do anything very exciting I've never done drugs I don't buy designer clothes I don't go on expensive holidays I was sort of while we were together I was bidding on this Rick Mail and at the time it felt like she was being quite generous and saying oh you know treat yourself you haven't treated yourself but the more I describe that conversation to other people the more it feels like what she was saying is you're a very tedious man 
with no real interests. So why don't you just spend some of your money on some autographs? So yeah, I've got a um, I've got a Rick Mail, a John Candy, and I'm really eyeing up a Stephen King. Ooh, well they're cooler than the autographs I last bought on eBay, which were Robert Walpole, the first Prime Minister of the UK, Gladstone Disraeli, um, and a letter from Anthony Eden. All originals. All originals, yeah. I went through a phase at the start of lockdown where I started thinking I should get the autograph of every Prime Minister. Right, how's that going? Um, it's quite good, actually. So I've got Attlee, Wilson Callaghan, Blair Brown, Thatcher, May. Obviously, Churchill just costs a fortune, so I haven't shelled out on a Churchill. Mm. It's been thousands. Oh, God. Anyway. How much what are you paying is... for a Clement Attlee? can't remember. I can't is remember. Is Clement Attlee worth more than John Candy? Probably not. Three digits? Uh, oh, yeah, three digits, but uh, I think candy would be worth more. What I'm saying is I'm reassuring you that the autographs you're buying are cooler than the ones I'm buying. So yeah. you've done the right thing. I'll take that. But then, it, you know, there's an intellectual ballast, I suppose, saying, you know, I really want the Prime Minister's signature. That's, you know, you know what you're doing there. You won't let me write a letter to a, an Argentinian man in Spanish and you're happy to clonk that down on the pod. Yeah, I'd like to have every uh, every Prime Minister's uh, signature in my collection. Cool thing. Anyway, talking of Argentinian and Spanish, yes. what happens to Bielsa's translator? Is is I guess he's dismissed as well. Yeah, well, I I believe the understanding at the club was that Bielsa's pay included uh, he paid all his staff within that. So I think we paid him a lump sum, and then he hired whoever he wanted. So okay. I think much like a politician who loses their seat. That's it now. The whole team He's lost will his be pocket. off. Yeah, I, I did wonder about that guy. Like, what did he? Was he his full time translator outside of football? Like, would he go to the shops with him? Do you know what I mean? Would he be able to be there at the till going? And he go two bottles of Lucasade, please, and some Rizla. What do you mean you don't take card? It's twenty twenty two for fuck's sake. You know, what if he had to take something back? There's chicken rotten, mate. Going on, you almost, you almost give me the shits. Would he be you with really him all the time? The man, Lucas Aid, Rizzler, and the. Shits. <laughs> I think that's what he's planning to call his autobiography when he writes it. Um, I, yeah, I assume the translator will go. Given that the incoming manager speaks fluent English, it would be a real slap in the face to our relations with America. A special relationship would take a bit of a hit if we kept on a translator for a man from Wisconsin. Oh yes, yeah. I guess what I meant was. Will that guy continue working for Bielsa? I don't think so. No, I think he was probably based in this country, so I think uh, he will move on. He always and looked it, a bit miserable, didn't he, the fellow? He always looked like he was um, didn't want to be there. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, MB's energy is uh, in those press conferences quite long. You know, he was a big fan of a long answer to a question. Some say it was filibustering to grind the press conference down. Some say it's respect for the fans to give uh, long answers. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was the best job in the world. That was the job I always sort of dreamed would just happen in a way that when I was a kid and I used to go to football, I used to think, oh, maybe I'll get a game one day. Yeah. I used to, you know, in the last couple of years, think, oh, maybe the translator will be sick and they'll have to say, oh, does anyone speak Spanish? And I'll go, see. Maxi Inglesi. Take off the sombrero. You need me, right? Um, then that's it. Me and, uh, well, I can't think of a single football journalist's name, but I get in the press conference. Henry Winter. There is Henry Winter. Do you know what? I'll tell you, there's also Paddy a guy Marco. who writes mostly about Manchester United called John Richardson. 
Because every now and again, I'll get a Twitter thing saying John Richardson is full of shit. <laughs> and I click no, that, on it. that is meant for you, mate. I, I don't think. Yeah, well, oh, it's 50 for the other fella. 50 50. Well, if it's about, uh, you know, comedy, then it's me. And if it's about whether Ronaldo's form has dipped, it tends to be the other John Richardson. But I imagine it's worse for him. All over the place, whoring out, meet the Richardsons I am at the moment. So I imagine he's <laughs> copping for some apps. I imagine his Sunday morning was very unpleasant. Yeah, I think I wrote a really good article yesterday about how Ranjik's rejuvenated Harry Maguire. Oh, hang on. Apparently I've drunk too much Malbec and I'm a gobshit. <laughs> but that could also be true. I mean, that must freak him out if he does get abuse about stuff like that. And he has been drinking Malbec. Yeah. Any other Matt Fords that you know of? Do you ever get any crossover? Um, occasionally people, um, I think uh, there's another Matt Ford who sings Sinatra songs at Pizza Express in Soho. And I think occasionally <laughs> he gets stuff for me. Again, there's definitely a time when those tweets could be for either of you. Well, exactly. So you Saturday night, you were full of so you know, so you're I, Corbin. He must be thinking, what? Banging on about free pizza. Hang on, which <laughs> one of us is that? <laughs> Now, on Sunday, it was the League Cup final, which ended in penalties. And yes, wonderful. Amazing drama at the end where a goalkeeper brought on for the penalties. Yes. Um, Kepper, who'd refused to be substituted, of course, in that League Cup final a few years ago, then comes down to him to take the final penalty and he blasts it over the bar. Um, I imagine that's the sort of thing that makes you feel very warm inside, John. Oh, I loved it. I have to say I really enjoyed it because I'm not a fan of this bringing on a keeper just for the penalties thing. I think it caught on him. Was it uh, Holland did it in uh, one of the Euros or the World Cup? Did they bring on Tim Krull, I think? Um, And I don't like it. Um, And my daughter was watching that uh, because it was was her bedtime. And I said, look, you can stay up late if you watch the penalties with me. So we watched the penalties, and I sort of thought it wouldn't last as long, because I roughly mm. explained, because you've got the little dots. I said, if you see a green dot, they've scored, and if you see a red dot, they've missed. And it's basically best of five. They get five goes each. And she sort of got that, and then I was like, right, now everyone, now it's one go each, because um, then it went six, seven, eight. And I was like, well, she just sort of got a bit bored and thought they were just going to keep scoring forever. And I was like, no, at some point someone's going to miss. And she said she wanted Liverpool to win, because she likes Ooh. red. Um, and I said, but you're a Leeds fan, aren't you? And she said, no, I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, we'll deal with that later. Um, I mean, literally because, you know, the mentality of a five-year-old, they were winning something at that point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, why not do that? The very definition of a glory supporter. I've been a football fan for seven minutes and I'm watching my team win a cup. So she's had a more successful time supporting her club than I have in the last 20 years, put it that way. Oh. Um, so she decided she was a Liverpool fan. So I said, well, I, I, I sort of, I want Chelsea to lose. Um, and then I said, it's going to be very exciting now because the goalkeepers are going to have to take a kick and goalkeepers generally kick it really high because that's what their job is. So one of the goalkeepers might be about to kick it really high. Clever and daddy. then wallop, that's exactly what happened. And she said to me, dad, you're so astute. I really admire your tactical nous. How how long do you have to be a football fan to really understand the game in that detail? I think that was meant for the other John Richardson. <laughs> nice. I won't say she really enjoyed the penalties. Did you? You must have enjoyed that. Well, I didn't get to see it, sadly. So I, oh. I, kind of, I saw it on BBC. But I, I was gigging. I was on tour last night. Of course you were. At Corby, Chorley and Salford this week. Speaking anyway, of sudden death. Manford.com for tickets. Um... But penalties fill me with dread, and not just because of England. 
I remember going, so the, the, the National Football Museum in Manchester, which you have to go to, it's amazing. I've been shouting at me. Oh, oh, I'm, oh I'm, you're talking to the listeners like that, are you? Talking to the listeners like you that, yeah. probably talking like me. Yeah. Better go to the museum, yeah. Anyway, so upstairs on one of the floors, they've got the goalposts from Euro 96 from Wembley. The exact mm. goalpost that Gaza scored in and that Pierce scored that penalty against Spain. And so, like, oh my God. And it's in a room where you take a penalty into the empty goalposts and it measures your speed, the <laughs> angle of it and stuff like that. You get five goes for a five or something. I missed every time. I actually missed. And there wasn't even a goalkeeper. I missed an open goal from the penalty spot. And the guy thought I was joking. Yeah, you let me have a few goes for free. I was like, mate, I actually think it'd be easier with a goalkeeper. Because I'm overthinking this. He said it wouldn't be easy with a goalkeeper. You've got an open goal. <laughs> I was like, well, what? And also, it was like basically in a in a room the size of the goalpost. So if you'd have hit it off the wall, it'd have gone in. It, it was basically the space around the goalpost wasn't. I kept like it's there's the not ceiling. much gap round, is there? Because I think my dad. I took my dad for his birthday, and I think he scuffed one off the wall and in, and it counted. Yeah, it's like on a five-a-side pitch, basically. But. The, I was just like, I actually, to this day, I'm embarrassed by that. And I do think if there would have been a goalkeeper there, it would have helped me. Because then I'd be thinking about, I was just trying to hit it as hard as I could. because I knew It's I was a really long good. way, isn't it? I think it's because it's a really dark room. Yeah. It looks, in, in the context of a pitch where you can see clouds and things that are a really long way away. But in the dark, all you can see is the goal. It's quite frightening and it's not a good ball. And you're just wearing whatever shoes you've turned up in. Good point. Winkle pickers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You've got winkle pickers, uh, bell-bottom jeans, tweed jacket, Conservative Party headquarters tie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not no tie actually, because I get very hot, and if I have any sort of um, buckling around the neck, I just steam up. So you know what? Actually, I had a diet coke on the train today, and I finished this bottle of diet coke, then put my mask back on and burped into the mask, and it stung <laughs> my eyes. It was like mustard gas. I was like, oh, my God, it blasted up through the bridge of my nose. Oh, my. It was, like, painful. Yeah, that's what was an early lockdown lesson, wasn't it? I learned, I'd say, second week. Brush your teeth before you go and do the big shop. I'd go and do the big shop late at night. I'd sneak to uh, our Tesco. I didn't shut till midnight. I'd go at half ten when there was no one in there. And you've had a day's full of food there. Those that first burp as you walk through the foyer, you are in for a world of pain. Well, absolutely stinking. <laughs> the worst thing is for you now. You've got to go to a supermarket and shout, "Beelzeb is my daddy," and he's I been know. fired. Can I change it to "Beelzeb was my"? I might cry if I shout, "Beelzeb was my daddy." I think there's a cachet to it now, though. I'm actually more up for it now than I was because now it's it's about continuing to show my love for the man. Whereas at the time, it was just a bit weird. Then I think he would it. be embarrassed by it. If if he got wind of it while he was still at the club, he'd have thought, who is this? But now I think it's me saying, never forget. So actually, I'm more up for it. I'll probably do it this week. Do it tonight in tears, I know I say you that mess. Every week. <laughs> do you want to know something? Yeah. Do you know this will shock you? Hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a museum. Talking about the uh, soccer museum there. Soccer? Yeah, I'm getting on board with Jesse Marsh, mate. I'm only going to call it soccer from now on. I actually need to talk to you about changing the name of this podcast to um, Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League. Is that all right? What shirt size are you, by the way? Uh, why do you ask? Well, small, medium, large, or extra large. Just quickly. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, medium. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Where's that come from? I've just from? seen something. I'm going to buy you some of it. Oh, 
All right, mate. Let's come up. Um, what, what website are you on? It's a football thing. Okay. I don't want to give it away. I just got an email that I was like, ooh. You'd think I'd be a museum fan, wouldn't you, being the sort of bookish nerdish show he does anagrams on telly? Yeah. God, I cannot wait to get out of there. I love the shop. I think you've never been to a good museum. So have you, you've been to the football museum and you didn't like it? It's too much. And because it's not, I've got no, I, I liked some of the lead stuff, but there's not a lot in there. But it just doesn't. The trophies. It's not, because it's not, yeah, but it, it's not in context. It's not, you're not watching a player lift it. It's not, it, it's not in the environment of a football ground. It's just a thing in a room. Well, look, if you reduce everything in life, in supermarkets is just stuff on shelves. Yeah, but I need Films to Films are just pictures on a screen. I'm surprised you're not more on board with this, because all I'm really thinking is I would rather be in a pub having a pint talking about the FA Cup than yeah. seeing, oh, this is the FA Cup. It doesn't do anything for I me. I like seeing it. I think there's something magical about trophies, definitely. And I'm, I'm a very tactile person. And I've touched the Premier League trophy, the League Cup, the FA Cup. Um, with the, your curse the Aviva Premiership Rugby thing and I'm not even that bothered but I, they brought it into talk sport I couldn't wait to get my hands on it I think there's something about trophies that are magical and the rest of the museum they've got Pickles's um, dog collar in can't there. remember any of it old stickers and, and there's a whole collection of you know uh, hallowed football stuff the, the football from the first ever international the first ever England shirt they've got amazing stuff in there ah, boring just stuff in it. Have you ever been to Westminster Abbey? No. Because I, I guess in a way, technically that's a museum, although it's like a living monument. Yeah. What about when we went to Parliament? Did you like that? But yeah, Parliament's not a museum. That's that's like going to a football stadium. I'd rather sit alone in an empty football stadium than go to a museum about football. And equally, sitting in Parliament, very exciting. What if there was a Leeds Museum? Um, yeah, I've never done. I've never done a tour of Ellen Road. Doesn't what? Really, it's not the bit of it I like because it's not. I, I like, I'd love to see in the dressing rooms. Yeah, but that's the whole point. That's what a tour of Ellen Road is. I'd like trophy cabinets and all that stuff. Don't, don't, just doesn't do it for me. History. I like to be there for games. No, but I like the present. Those who, are, those who are don't study history are doomed to repeat it. That's what you keep saying, isn't it? Yes, but you're learning about... <laughs> no, but you don't learn. Maybe it comes down to this. I, it's not the way my brain works. I don't remember any of it. I, I can't remember anything I've seen ever anywhere. But you can just enjoy. I love stadium tours. I've done stadium tours of clubs I don't support. I've I know done you Hampton, have. Wembley, Celtic, Rangers, City, United. What else have I done? Manchester United. Oh, because the Leeds boys will steal your dinner, buddy. <laughs> Those oh, lay-by man. doggers are coming for you, mate. <laughs> That's all we've got time for. This has been a shit week, hasn't it? It's been a shit week for FPL. Crap games. And it's been a shit week for football. It's been a shit week for society. Okay. So, well, fuck off. It can I'll... sod off. This week can fuck right off. Is that what we're ending on? Um, It's what you're ending on. Have you um, had any fun this week? Yes, I've had Has a great time. anything good happened to you this week? What's happened to you this week that's been good? I had great gigs in Southend and in Birmingham. And well, I've had a yeah, few but Think of your well. audience. You get. They had a wonderful time. Anyway, we've all got to anyway. stay positive. What's up with you now? What? As soon as this podcast ends, I have to go back to reality, which is that he has gone. I know. I know. Don't forget, you can tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. We're at Instagram, ComediansPlayingFPL, and on Facebook at ComediansFPL. Any extra advice you want to give me, tweet me at Matt Ford, and that will feature in hot tips. 
on that note, I signed Weghorst and Jacob Ramsey. So the two hot tips I've got, I have eventually um, acted on. So good looking game week 27. Bye. Bye.